We don't need to do anything crazy. However you want to. This is a comfy, like most Isn't a nice setup? chairs. Yeah. But I like the couches. Yeah, no, I think um, a chair would a chair would be very, like a wooden chair. Like, what do you mean? Well, like, like they'll be in office chairs, but I don't think it Office chairs. Okay, well, I, f- I feel like, yeah, couches are just more relaxing anyways. Um, well, we're, we're, we've started. I see that. I, so welcome back to another episode of Granted. I'm here with one of my good friends from school and outside of school, Lil Huddy. That's me. Lil Huddy. Huddy. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Lil Huddy. Uh, Norfield Sr. Uh, go by Huddy at physics class. Yeah. Mr. Tobin, represent. Um, yeah. Here to talk about some interesting topics today what what's your real name hudson just so hudson <laughs> hicks. yeah because hudson kelly hudson hicks hudson kelly um i don't know who that is you don't he was like we were the big two hudsons in middle school mm. he was okay. bigger than me i think though okay yeah well welcome on welcome Thank to the podcast excited to be here yeah how has your how has your break been it's been pretty lazy so far yeah um yeah i've had about three consecutive days where i'm just sitting around sitting around that's how it's supposed to be. I, I feel like, because every time I ask someone, like, how was your break? They always say, like, it was chill. No one's ever like, oh, it was insane. Like, I was out every day doing this and this. I think people go out, but there's definitely, everyone has days where it's just like, I'm not doing anything today. Yeah. I, I think, think that's what break is for. Yeah. That's why it's called a break. Agreed. So what have you been doing during your during your break so far? I've been reading a bit. Ooh. Um, I'm restarting the Harry Potter series. Okay, nice. I finished the first book in about two days, and I'm on track to finish the second book in about three. That's wild. Yeah. How long is the first book? Uh, it's about 300 pages. Okay, so that's... Yeah. See, if you had read, like, the... The last ones? The fifth one. Or oh, yeah. Yeah, if you, had run, if you had read the fourth or fifth one in two days, I was about to be like, holy shit. I haven't actually read those. That's why I'm restarting. I lost the fourth book when I was on how, a trip to Spain. How can you restart if you haven't finished it? Oh, I oh, guess that's a good uh-oh, point. Uh oh. So I you've am, seen all the movies, though. I have seen all the movies. Yeah, I'm doing this thing where I read the book and then watch the movie. Yeah, no, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So when I was younger, back in the day, when I used to read novels, um, I would have to read the book before I watched the movie. That was a rule per my parents. That's really cool. Actually. Yeah, no, it was a good thing. Um, Good thing for me, and I read the entire Harry Potter series, and then I <clears throat> watched the movies, and it was much better that way, honestly, because the books are, I mean, I don't know how you want to look at it. You could watch all the movies and then read the books, mm-hmm. and it actually might be better to do it that way because the books are better, Yeah. but I, no, that wouldn't make sense because reading the books gave me like all the background and everything, and then it was just kind of like surprising how... The movies don't go by the book all the time. Yeah. They do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So you watched the movies before you read all the books? Yeah. Yeah, for some of them. The first one, I read before I watched it, but the others, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the first one's a classic, though. It's probably... I mean, where where would you rank that in terms of, like... Because we'll, we'll go by movies, but, like, in terms of movie franchises, that's probably a top five for me. Really? Wow. Is it not um, for you? It's such a classic. If we're talking about bro, movie like... franchises, I think it's difficult to put things that have been turned from a book into a movie against other franchises. Okay. Like my top two, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, is How to Train Your Dragon, 
and that's Kung Fu fire. Panda. That, Both okay. of those series are all of those movies are good. You mm-hmm. never they don't miss. They don't miss. They don't miss. So to put a franchise like that against something like Harry Potter, yeah. Um, I I'm not sure. That's tough because you're. I mean, first of all, I haven't heard How to Train Your Dragon come up in anyone's top five ever, so congratulations. Thank you. It That's is. a unique take, but I, I actually kind of like it. Um, but yeah, what you're saying is like you're comparing animated to non-animated. That, that's kind of where I don't that's also know where to put it. Point. If you're going to compare, like animated movies just kind of stand on their own category. I could get that, yeah. So in terms of like, okay, uh, top... So does Harry Potter make your top three? Where does? Yeah, not. Are yeah. you a huge Harry Potter fan? I am or is a big it... Harry Potter fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to Harry Potter world, but I'm always hearing dork thrown around the household because nobody else likes Harry Potter as much as I do. Mm. But yeah, I uh, I keep up with Harry Potter a bit. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say <sighs> top three movie franchises. <clears throat> okay. But see, that's the thing, movie franchise. I think I'm just thinking about movies. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say top five. That's movie good. Franchises. Because I think most Harry Potter fans are, like most Harry Potter fans you meet are do or die. Like yeah. they will put that at number one every time. Yeah. Which I respect because it, I mean, especially during Christmas time, it's a huge like. It it just good. It has so many Christmas vibes in it. That's why people rewatch the movies and everything. I know my sister rewatched. Uh, I don't know if she rewatched the whole series yet, but in December she's definitely watched like four or five. Nice. So yeah, I mean it's it's definitely the best time to watch them is probably Christmas. So that's kinda it makes a comeback every year. You know what yeah. I mean? I actually remember attending I went to Harry Potter camp when I was younger. Nice. It was so lit. I mean like it was at um I I ended up working at the place later. It was at Stanley British primary school, it's like, it's kind of close to here, but yeah, the, I remember uh, I was put in, I was put in Slytherin from the Sorting Hat. Okay. Oh, I cried, bro. I'm so <laughs> serious. I cried, and I I made them feel so bad that they put me in Gryffindor. Yeah, that's fair. I like. We don't like <laughs> Slytherin. I got so mad. I was so pissed off that they, that the Sorting Hat had put me in Slytherin. Of course, everyone wants to be Gryffindor or Slytherin, but I wanted to be the good guy. You know, yeah. I wanted to be the, I wanted to be Harry. Mm-hmm. I wanted Harry to be Harry. Up. So, so I cried, and they put me put me in Gryffindor. Nice. But it was I still have a. They gave us a bag of all the stuff that the, we like could take wand. home. A wand. Nice. I had a wand, and I actually, I think I bought my own wand before the camp. Or I had my own because the other ones were shitty. You already know yeah. the camp ones. Yeah. Nah, like yeah. I had to get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that. that's also why that's why I got so mad then because I had Harry's wand. I already had bought his wand, so I was like, "How can I be a Slytherin with you Harry's were wand?" Destined to be in Gryffindor. That's right. So I was, I had the wand, and then they had like, I don't know what else was in the bag, honestly, but it was a great camp. I remember we played. Oh yes, bro. We played uh what's what what's the sport called Quidditch? with the snitch? Yeah, we played Quidditch with um hula hoops and scooters, like the scooters oh, nice. from uh Swaggart. Like the floor the scooters? One, yeah, the floor scooters. Yeah. We played that with the floor scooters and 
What did we use? It might have just been like dodgeballs. Okay. As like the quaffle. Quaffle. Jeez, you are throwing out all the terms right now. Yeah. So yeah, that that was great. And then um, I remember getting uh some some butter beer, and butter beer is classic. And they actually made it really well too. It was yeah. so good. Dang. I've always so, wanted to try butter beer. You know that camp was iconic in terms of Harry Potter. They they actually did execute it to a to a T. We also made potions. Nice. So that it was a little kind? bit of everything. No, I don't. I don't. I don't even know the potion. I couldn't I tell you a potion. One. Oh. one. Polyjuice potion. Oh, yeah. That's what you use to transform into other people. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know your stuff, man. Well, I'm reading the book. I mean, you're reading so, the book, so you're, yeah. re-remind, you're yeah. being reminded again. But the last thing I want to say about Harry Potter was, um, so this, I, oh, my, I could not forgive my parents for doing this. So, like I said, I had to read all the books, then watch the movies, and then they didn't give my sister the same treatment, mm. and she watched siblings, all the movies before she read the books, <sighs> and that shit pissed me off so much, bro. Yeah. I held that grudge for a long time, <laughs> like at least a good year or two. I was, I was pressed because I put in all that work, you yeah. know? I read all the books, and you made me read all the books, and then you're going to just let her walk in here and watch the movies like she's... Like she's some de- degenerate, you know. So that was that was a sad time. Dang. And if it, it, you know, life isn't fair. That's a good example. I think I think younger siblings get that treatment. But yeah. Yeah, they always that sucks. Yeah. I would. Say, I think she missed out. But oh, also, I was just mad. Yeah, I was just mad. But um, what are you asking for for Christmas? Uh, are you so excited? I am excited. It's it's great. Uh, I love Christmas. Every morning, just, I mean, you know, it's a little bit as faded since, like, as a kid. I yeah, have for sure. This idea that all of these presents were magically getting me. Right, um, right. So, this year, uh, what I like to do sometimes is my birthday is right after Christmas. I, for, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, sometimes down. I can combine presents mm-hmm. and get the big stuff. Mm-hmm. So this year I have a job too. Uh, so I told my parents, "Hey, what if you got me an iPad for Christmas and I paid mm-hmm. for half of it, mm-hmm. and then also my birthday?" So it's technically like my big present this right. year. Right. But I think I'm getting an iPad. Which is cool. Do you you think or you know? Because I'll, I'll say I know. I'm pretty sure I saw my dad hit the buy button right in front of my face. He he hit the what? The purchase button. No shot. Yeah. Well, really? It's not like a. You were just like, well, how did that happen? You were sitting next to him and he was on the computer or whatever, and he. Well, just... I was telling him like, this is what I want, and he was like, okay. He clicked on the link yeah. immediately. Surprises aren't like. Like yeah. for Christmas, I'd rather get what I want than be surprised. I'll say. But you can have both, man. Yeah, they'll still give me presents that I'm not aware of. Yeah. Just well, like little things. Absolutely. Same here. Those are the best, honestly best. Those I love the presents that you don't know, don't yeah. expect. But what I'm saying is like, imagine they, I mean, you might still have an idea, but imagine they play it off like, oh, like maybe we'll get you the iPad. Like we'll see. Okay. And then and then it is a surprise because they've convinced you that you might not get it at all. You know what I mean? True. They did so, that about two years ago and then. I don't know. What do you mean? They like they like, surprise you with the hey, big Dad, gift, or hey mom, uh, can I get like a Nintendo Switch for Christmas? Yeah, and they'll be like, well, I yeah. Mean, but it was mainly when my sister still believed, so we had to keep the thing going. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like Hudson, you can't talk about how you know you're getting your present because you know Santa might not bring it. This oh, year. okay. So yeah, they had yeah. to keep the keep the trend going. How did you uh, how did you find out Santa wasn't real? Do you remember? 
I think it was a slow, gradual. Uh, if you want, I can talk about my brother found out best Santa. That's you should. You okay. should. If you got so some stories. So I figured out, like, slowly, just like middle school kid talking like, hey, this guy's not real. He's, yeah. He's not going to be, you know, going to every house. It's going to yeah. be your parents, obviously. And so um, I'm in, I think, seventh grade, and my brother, Marco, he's a junior now at Northfield. He's in se- sixth grade. And we're in Canada in the bedroom, and we're FaceTiming our cousins. Okay. And they're talking about Santa. And I look over at my dad, and my brother's in the room with me. And I'm like, oh, man, they still believe in Santa Claus. They're a bunch of, <laughs> they're a bunch of little hooligans. And my brother <coughs> looks over at me, and he goes, what? And so... <laughs> oh, my God. That you... day, we had to explain to my brother that Santa Claus is You real. sold his bag. I did. You I did. absolutely ruined... <laughs> you just ruined his entire life. And you, it wasn't even your your parents, bro. It was you. It was me. You I were was, the the yeah. villain. I oh my god. We still talk about it to this day. I think it's, I think it's tragic because you know that's a very special thing to believe in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he got out a few tears. Then we went to dinner. <laughs> and it was like and it never it was, happened. Yeah. yeah. Christmas was never the same after that for my brother. Wow. That you. I mean you. I mean it's like you're smiling like you enjoyed it. In was there some part of you that was like, oh, funny. you... That's... But yeah, I agree. It was very tragic. Very tragic. I mean, yeah, looking back, I mean, that sounds tragic. But I bet, like, in the moment, you probably felt so big, you know? Like, I'm big bro. I'm big bro, and I'm going to let you know that this old <sighs> man that, you I think felt, is real. I felt more bad in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably felt more bad. But in hindsight... You weren't old enough to be, like, like an asshole yeah. about it. Yeah. But that is really funny, actually, that it was you instead of... So, yeah, I mean, it was, so you and me had a similar experience then, because I think, yeah, as a middle schooler, like, the other middle schoolers, they have no sense of awareness. They're, like, once they found out, they just told me. Yeah. Just like how they told you. I don't know, I think it might have been, I'm trying to think if it was elementary school or middle school when I found out. It might have been fifth grade, and someone told me that he wasn't real. And this was someone who I was, like, somewhat close with, so I immediately believed them. And then I had to go. I confronted my parents about it. Mm. Like, do you remember any of that? I remember walking to my mom's bedroom, and I was like, hey, mom, yeah. I, I, I don't believe anymore. She was like, yeah, that's, an, that's, that's how it goes. Dang. I was like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Because during Christmas time, I remember my dad and I would be around the dinner table, and I'd be like, dad, I mean, if you think about it, the mechanics this guy would have to overcome yeah, yeah. in order to travel right. around the world that fast. That's just unbelievable. Right. And he was like, I don't know, Hudson. It's magic. It's, oh, so this, gotta... is, this is one you still believed and you were yeah, already questioning but I was, it. Yeah, I was definitely questioning it because I was like, there's no way this guy's doing it. Right. He's not moving there's that no fast. Way. He just have to have like a massive operation right. to succeed. But that's, that's what the movies say. You know, they always show his massive operations. So yeah. honestly, as a, as a society, we really did a great job covering the story, Agreed. man. Yeah. Holy shit, there's so succeeded. many movies that have that tell the story a little bit differently, but they always keep the same small details that's like, we need to keep this believable. Yeah. I think well, if we succeeded as well as we did in Christmas and other areas, we would be a pretty well-functioning society. For real, if we, yeah, but like, that's more like deception. Like, we succeeded in faking something so hard that so that's many, that millions of kids believed it. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, but it is like, it, it deserves some props yeah. and some recognition yeah. that we were able to, we, like I didn't, I didn't do anything, but that people were able to create enough 
movies and stuff to convince kids for until probably I don't know what what do you think the average age is of finding out they at least fifth grade like yeah all the way through their most of their childhood what is that eleven years old yeah for eleven straight years yeah. we were able to convince them that's pretty good that's pretty good as long as their money's behind it you know yeah that's easy right to do anything as long as they buy the next next movie for Christmas but um I took it very seriously I took it very personally so when I found out I was being lied to. I got mad, bro. Yeah. I went to my parents and I was like, "How, like, how you ma- didn't make it a big deal? I made it a big deal, yeah. bro." I was like, "How could you lie to me for so long?" And that's not fair. Like, why did you lie to me about something so special and this and that? I cried a lot that day. <laughs> I cried a lot that day. I was sitting on my top bunk. I cried a lot. <sighs> Tragic. Yeah, that was a sad day, man. And it, you know. Obviously, you wouldn't want your to hear it from a classmate, but yeah. they don't know any better because yeah. they're it's it's like hearing the latest news. You're yeah. gonna tell everybody. Mm-hmm. It's it feels like it feels like you have information that no one else knows, and that's probably what they felt like. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Boom! I need to let people know. I need to let my classmates know this John, this dude is not real." Mm-hmm. But um, if only he was. You know the you know the back story, right? Of how it this dude like dropped money in people's no chimneys really yeah this dude this dude was real like santa claus was a real thing and then they just expanded on it so let let me look this up right now so christmas origin story so um that's not helpful at all they're talking about religion and shit um well the birth of jesus christ uh who was the original santa claus that that might be good so, let's see, because I swear to God, I swear, bro, I, I think uh, I think we might have to move past this, but uh, from my awareness, this dude, like, um, okay, okay, so this might, this might help. Um, the legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk named St. Nicholas. It is believed that Nicholas was born sometime around... 80, 280, that's a long-ass long time ago, yep. my God. Much admired for his uh, pity and kindness, St. Nicholas became the subject of many legends. It is said that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. Um, one of the best-known St. Nicholas stories is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by their father by providing them with a dowry so that they could be married. So... He basically was just a good dude. You know, nice. he was just a great dude. He was giving away his, his money and helping people out. And then they just twisted the story. And now you have Santa. Um, That's neat. But yeah, I was going to make up some shit. Not make it, make up, but I ha- I had it in my head that he would actually go into people's chimneys and like drop money hmm. down the chimneys. I don't think that part might, might be true, but uh, um, you know... That he it did derive from something. We didn't just make it up. Yeah. But um one thing I found interesting was what was the point? You you had said something earlier. Oh. So when you when you were questioning Santa's existence, right? Yeah. I think that's perfect. That's a perfect way to go into what you're interested in now. Okay. Because that idea of questioning everything yeah. is something that you're always doing. Sure. And I know that because I see it in physics class, I see it in school when I'm around you. <clears throat> so, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about like what you're interested in right now? Um, 
just in general, and then we can go from there. Sure. Yeah. So I think what Grant's talking about here is uh, astrophysics is going to probably be like my main career slash interest mm-hmm. for I hope a long while. Um, I've been interested in about it for probably since. I can't give you the exact date, but since like nine to eleven, I've been interested in. Wow, space. that's all really. Yeah, I've wanted to be this thing for a while now. Yeah, I'm flying to colleges—that's the only program I'm yeah. flying into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I love the idea of there being so much out there and we don't know a whole lot mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I think that idea of not knowing is like similar to how you're questioning, like how how is this Santa dude getting around the world? Like there doesn't seem to be a lot that there this just doesn't seem to be possible yeah. and that kind of relates to like you're questioning everything and you're questioning things now about space and big questions that no one can answer so like what are a few things that cuz we could really take this into yeah. like a and I kind of want to I kind of want to see where it goes but like what are some things about the universe that interest you and what questions do you have that you want to know the answers to I think that the mystery of black holes is definitely something that's really interesting to mm-hmm. me. We what just, about them? There's just, there's so much there that happens that seems like magic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know, the time dilation you experience from black holes when you're on the event horizon and when you're slowly falling in, you essentially can watch the entire universe in the span of a few seconds uh, as you get closer and closer to the gravitational point that is the singularity. So from the outside, you kind of just slowly fade away and then Mm. disappear. Mm -hmm. But from the inside, you're watching the entire universe slowly fade away and then disappear. So how do you describe like seeing the universe in a span of seconds? What do you mean see the universe? It's, It's like time is sped up for you, like to a point where you're watching everything unfold. Like you see millions and millions and billions of years. All, all in a few seconds. Yeah, as you fall closer and closer. So I think that's incredibly interesting, but my question is how do, you, how do we know that? Um, how have we been able to figure out stuff? Yeah, so I think relatively, relativity is a big part of it. Uh, Einstein, he came up with the idea that gravity and time are intertwined. So when we have such a massive gravitational pull on us, mm-hmm. first of all, we probably die. But second of all, uh, we experience time in such a different way also Mm -hmm. so interstellar if anyone's watched it is like a movie where they travel through a wormhole and they get to a moon that is really close to a black hole and on this black hole they're like okay guys every hour we spend here is going to be seven whole years on earth that's crazy so it's like that where yeah like gravity influences time yeah so if we are close to massive amounts of gravity Mm -hmm. such as the infinite amount that we hypothesize is in the middle of a black hole then, yeah, we're going to experience time in a way where essentially it's stretched for us, so we experience more in a shorter amount of time. That's insane. Yeah. So what do you think happens when we, when someone would, or what happens when something goes inside a black hole? It just sits, like, does it just sit there? What's going on? Well, there's a lot of different ideas. Uh, you could explain that there's something like the um, scene that happens in Interstellar where we enter this realm where we can see all of time and space unfold in this like higher dimension sort Mm -hmm. of, um, or, you know, the most likely thing is we get something called spaghettified or we go undergo spaghettification. Basically you get ripped apart 
until mm-hmm. you're just like a line of single atoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that gets ripped apart into elementary particles. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, unless you're like invincible and you're un- indestructible, you're not surviving. Uh, they think that what happens once you enter a black hole is, I believe, one of three things. So we are contained of what is called information. And information is essentially everything in the universe. It's like the little particles, and it's how we've heard like matter can't be destroyed. Um, information can't be destroyed. So when it's entered into a black hole, we kind of face a paradox where it's like, okay, how did we lose this information if information can't be lost? So either we go to like another dim- another universe mm-hmm. where our information isn't lost but just like hidden, mm-hmm. or our information is like plastered onto the front of the black hole uh, in what's called a hologram where a 3D object becomes a 2D surface. So what that means is you go into the black hole and then all of your atoms and everything, they don't necessarily disappear, but they grow, the black hole grows to fit you inside of it. But isn't the black hole already big enough to to fit anything inside of it? Well, it grows is the thing. Yeah. So it means that it has to, it's, it's growing from something. And if it didn't need to grow, it wouldn't, right? So they think that because it's growing, it's storing the information it mm-hmm. takes inside of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also shrinking because of Hawking radiation. But that's a whole other thing. So for me, that, what's confusing is you said the information is almost lost. Yeah. But how is it lost? Because it's you're, you're going inside of it. How is it being lost inside? It's lost to the people outside, essentially. You can't... Nobody can go in the black hole. Oh, like it. you can't retrieve it. Like yeah. it's literally been taken away. Yeah, exactly. But not lost in the sense that like uh, it's, it hasn't been destroyed. Yeah, exactly. It's been broken apart is yes. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Into... Um, so then what would you... What would you call it? It goes... So a line of atoms, then it breaks that up into individual atoms, and then it breaks the atoms up into what? Quarks? Quarks, yeah. And then what? From there, is there anything else? Uh, I think that's the smallest you can get. Yeah, from our awareness, right? And that's, you know, exactly the point is we literally have no idea. Well, it sounds like we do have an idea, though. We have a decent idea, the standard model. Okay, well, you know... We're going to go in, so let's talk about Hawking radiation. I don't know what okay. the hell that means, so you're going to have to explain um, it. So in quantum physics, there exist virtual particles that pop into existence all around us. And essentially what happens is you have a particle and an antiparticle. They pop into existence and then annihilate each other mm. as soon as they're born mm-hmm. because that's like what they're made for. Okay. So when you're next to a black hole and, say, a virtual, two virtual particles pop up, one of those is might get sucked into the black hole, mm-hmm. and the other one is going to escape. So when that virtual particle becomes a real particle and escapes, the black hole will lose energy, and then it has to like evaporate, essentially. It's extremely small to the point where black holes will be the last thing in our universe. Um, when they die, everything else will be dead. So it's very, very small. So how does it lose energy, though, because the that one particle uh, didn't have another particle to... Yeah, it's essentially it's taking energy from the black hole to come into reality. It's turning from a virtual particle yeah. to a real particle. And because of that, the black hole loses energy. Yeah. Okay, that's, well, that's, that's crazy. And, yeah, so I think I remember doing, like, 
research on black holes, uh, like a like a fifth grade presentation or something. Maybe it was a little later than that. But okay, so let's go. Let's go back to like the fundamentals of black holes. Let's refresh. I I need a refresher. So they suck everything in. Mm-hmm. Oh, light can't escape. That's like one of the main points, yeah. right? Light can't escape, and then it grows. It's like uh, it's like that video game Hole I O where yeah. you like. Everything drops into it, and then you mm-hmm. grow. So that's like what a black hole is, right? Yeah. What else is there? Um, Any other details I'm missing? Probably. No. I mean, essentially what will happen is it's kind of like... It's almost... You can think of it as a solar system where the black hole is our sun, and then every piece of mass around it that hasn't escaped it, but mm-hmm. is traveling fast enough to orbit around it, mm-hmm. forms what's called an accretion disk. And that's where we get... Um, if you look at like a photo of a black hole, you'll see a big round circle and then around it is like this flat glowing plane of just energy that's spinning around it mm-hmm. um but yeah they're pretty self-explanatory black holes they're black because light can't escape mm-hmm. and they're holes because things fall into them okay so my first question is you know i have no idea and i remember reading articles about this like i don't i don't have any idea how we have the technology to photograph black holes if if we're talking about how no light can escape it, it should be impossible to spot. So how are you? How do they spot the black holes? And I actually think I might remember the answer, but you know you'll know the answer. So I'm not sure if I know entirely. I could. I think it had something to do with like instead of spotting the black hole, you spot a lack of stuff. Like you. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I mean that. that's that that makes sense. Like you. If you see a space where there's literally no stars, no nothing, you mm-hmm. could assume that there's a black hole there and that there's no way that it can't be nothing unless it's a black hole. So yeah. you kind of, it's like, uh, it's like if you drew, it's like if you put a bunch of dots on a paper and then the dots stop in the middle of the paper and there's just a circle there. Yeah. It's like, oh, there must be something there. Yeah. That's Or also there's something... That I read, and I don't, I don't know how I'm remembering this or if this is accurate, but I remember reading something about how it's actually, there's like a red hue, there's a red light of some sort that comes off the event horizon, and that's also another way that they can ph- photograph the black holes. It's not the hole itself, it's like how things are interacting with it that yeah. gives off a light of some sort that okay. they can see, but um should I give it a little a quick Google, or is that not worth it? Um, well, let me just try and dive deeper into what you're saying. So okay. I think, I think we so we can't see a black hole. Mm-hmm. There's no way we can interact with it, but we can see what's interacting around it, like you were saying. Right. So we definitely aren't taking a photo of the black hole, but more of what's surrounding the black hole. Mm-hmm. So when you say there's stuff like floating around the accretion disk, yeah, we can we can see that it's going to give off a little bit of energy. I think a big way we can see it is the gravity that's impacting the area around the big, or the, I guess the black hole that's impacting the gravity around it. So when we see like stars kind of gravitate towards this thing that isn't there, Mm. we probably can understand that there's a black hole. Mm -hmm. That's I think how we find most of them is Mm -hmm. what's interacting with it. Um, So yeah, in the photograph we took of the black hole, there's, it's all orange, which means there's definitely a redder hue that's shooting off of that black hole and Mm -hmm. back into our instruments. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I don't know why that it would, I don't know the reasoning behind how it gives off that hue, but it does somehow. And that 
was uh, a way to capture it, I guess. But I think when I remember being, because I definitely have, like, my interest in this has gone down over time. I think school doesn't do a great job for for me in terms of, like, helping me develop my interest in it because Mm -hmm. they don't teach it. And obviously we're going to be taught it at the end of the year but they really waited till they're gonna wait till the very last second to to teach it but i remember when i was really into this type of thing i was uh really scared like it's a scary thing to think about a black hole because they're um they're are they are they everywhere there's a decent amount of them right in the middle of every galaxy there's a supermassive and that's there you go that's the thing that scared me is because doesn't that mean that we are being pulled in as we speak? Isn't that the theory? Is that everything's being pulled in and at some point we're going to be sucked into it? I don't think we're being pulled in. So if you think about it, we're not being pulled into the sun. That's like our closest. Okay. But this uh, has way more gravity, like you said. It does, but it's also much further away. So for things close to it, okay. yeah, it'll definitely get sucked in. Yeah. But we're orbiting around it. So you could almost act, so maybe it's not something to be scared of, something yeah. to be grateful for, because it's, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's, yeah, it's holding everything together. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And These then, things are massive. Yeah, like, I don't, how do you, have they, uh, is there a number that they... I could give you, so... Notate it as like the size of these things. They typically do it in like units of the sun, so they'll oh, say, okay. "Okay, the sun is this big." <coughs> um, <coughs> so the biggest things in our universe are black holes for sure, right? Uh, and they're growing, like you said, so yeah. it makes sense. Um, the biggest black holes. I watched a video about it once, and it blew my mind because I could not. I could not understand something that big. Right. You know? Right. Um, so the biggest black holes, you could probably line up, I want to say, a, a million. I don't know the exact number. And this is a big range. But I think it could be around a billion suns. You could line yeah. up. And you, that would be how big some of these black holes can yeah. be. The, the radius of a million suns. A billion suns. They are... The diameter of yeah. a billion suns, right? Yeah. Jesus, um, man. I don't even... I don't even... Yeah, how do you even think about yeah. that? You can't. Because I don't... Like... You... I don't even know how big the sun... Like, you don't even know how big the sun really is. We have no idea to even think about that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, okay, let me look at the sun in the sky. That's how big it is. Not even close, bro. And then you go... How are we supposed to, we'll never, the we chances are you and I will that. never get an idea of what the sun, act, how how big the sun actually is. You'd have to be like, I don't know, do the astronauts get close enough? Maybe. I mean, No one's going to get close far. enough to truly understand how yeah. big the sun is. And then you're going to try and say a, mi- a billion of those fit inside the biggest black hole, yeah. which is nuts. Because yeah, like, that's just, yeah, I, I think. Some things, I think that's the great thing about what we're talking about is we've just talked about something that we can't even really comprehend. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's mm-hmm. like some things, a lot of things in that area of science are so unfathomable. You just can't even really realize what a billion suns even means. Yeah. And that's kind of beautiful because it's like we don't need, we can't know everything. And everyone's always in pursuit of 
knowing everything that they can mm-hmm. and some things just aren't do you think some things aren't meant to be known because i that's kind of where i was going is like some okay. things might just never be known and we just got to be okay with that yeah i think i think it'd be almost impossible to figure out what happened before the universe yeah we have theories but there's no way to there's definitely no technology that will let us go back and see what happened. Um, the inside of a black hole, we, we may not ever figure yeah. out. All we've done so far is we haven't like taken measurements or yeah. observations. We've done strictly math yeah. to determine what's going on in there. Yeah. And we don't even know. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything we'll be able to create to venture into that area. What but else? it's the pursuit of it yeah. that makes it worthwhile. It's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. And I think the destination could be in, in, insane, like in the, in the near future. Not in the near future, but in the future, I think we could get... We'll, we'll always make progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I remember my theory was like, well, why don't we just send like a suicidal person out to a black <laughs> hole and we, t- we can just study what happens to them. Yeah. It'd but be, the I thing mean, was... What's the closest black hole from here? Probably the one in the middle of our galaxy. And that would take how long to to fly to? Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it probably, would be impossible to 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 get a human there. Yeah, much less the oldest living animal on our planet. You know, traveling around the speed of light, which is impossible, uh, would still take five hundred thousand light years. Yeah, five hundred thousand light years, and we haven't even figured out how to see. See what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's can't even travel that fast. It's impossible. Yeah, so first we gotta gotta get there first. Yeah, the speed of life might be the first quest. We can't. It's impossible, Grant. How is it impossible? Uh, can we get close? Like, let's just get close, man. We can get close, yeah, but you can't get to speed. Of okay, life. well, if we, why not? Uh, well, it's considered the universal speed limit, uh, and not like the speed limits here where you go over them for fun, <laughs> but uh, essentially. When you get to something that fast, the speed of light, um, it requires an infinite amount of energy to move any mass mm. that fast. And there's and no we just don't have that. Yeah. But light has it. Light does, in fact, have it. So why can't we just, you know... Become light? Yeah. I don't know. No, like, why can't we just, like, steal from light, almost? Like, oh, you have the answer key. Let me take it from you. Well, because... Light doesn't have an infinite amount of energy pushing it along, but it's not as massive as we are. Mm. Okay, so yeah, it's like you're asking, you know, human beings, which are, you know, I don't know how much bigger we are than light, probably billions, trillions of times heavier. So that's what you're saying is like you're asking a human to travel that fast, impossible. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to go back to the... Uh, before the universe, I think that's a very interesting thing as well. So what are your theories? What are the common theories around that? What what happened before the universe? How did we get here? So some people, uh, I think Stephen Hawking was the first to, well, not the first, but he was like the main guy to say there was just simply nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, uh, I think my favorite theory, but not necessarily the most correct one, is something called the big bounce. Um, it's the idea where... Our universe will die eventually, the one we're in, mm-hmm. but it will like start again. So it's kind of in this cyclical nature mm-hmm. where 
it gets born in the Big Bang, and then it dies, and then it collapses down into that point, and then restarts all over again. Wow. Yeah. That's what's called the Big Bounce. Um, okay. Other theories just say that, like, we're expanding into this kind of space above space, and we're surrounded by other universes. Mm-hmm. This is, like, the multiverse theory. Um we're just kind of all bubbles that are floating around each other and we don't get to interact with each other because we can't enter this space above space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's a chance that if that theory is, you know, at all believable that we have universes that came before us and universes that will come after us. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's some of them. You can come up with your own, crazy things i don't think no one's gonna say you're wrong because we just don't know <laughs> you can't say you're wrong you don't know yeah well yeah th- such a such a weird thing because the first thing you talked about was the idea of nothing yeah and that idea similar to the sons is how do you think of that what does nothing look like and how can there be nothing and that's like again from our pers- from our understanding of science there can't be nothing. Yeah. And this idea of matter and its existence like bro how do you cuz space is already almost like nothing. Like I don't know. I think of space and it's like without the stars and the planets it would be close to nothing but then there, there's still space. Yeah. So what is nothing? What um, how do you how do you think of nothing? I mean, yeah, like you said, it's impossible because we can't measure nothing because to measure something means there's something there. Yeah. Uh, you can't think of nothing because then you're thinking yeah. of something. <laughs> so. That's wild, man. Nothing definitely does not exist because everywhere that there looks like there's nothing, there's something. And mm-hmm. even if there's not something we can see, there's still something there. And that's the, And then it just goes back to the same question, though. Because then it's like, okay, there's no such thing as nothing. Well, what came before? And that question is just so impossible to, I don't know. Yeah. That might be one of the hardest questions to answer in the entire universe is what came before it. Yeah. And nothing doesn't seem to be an answer. So what was it? Like, it's kind of the same idea of like, how did we get here? On Earth, right? What was the first organism? It was like some small... It was something in an ocean, probably. Something with a long name that some random dude in the basement came up with. But how did that get there, you know? And that's where it kind of gets into, like, you could go the religious way and say, God created us, and the, and he put that there for a reason, or whatever you want to say, or whatever God you believe in, but then you make the argument, like, what came before God? It's always the what came before and that question will always be impossible to answer, which is, yeah. you know, it is it is what it is. We can't do anything about it. It's back to the idea that we're not going to have all the answers, yeah. clearly. And you got to be okay with that. But, um, yeah, what a, what a wild question. A lot of stuff we don't know. Yeah. Well, um, what colleges are you looking at? For uh, these CU programs, Boulder actually yeah, they're great good, program. Yeah, great program. Yeah, I'm really hoping to get into there. Uh, Berkeley, I applied to. It's mm-hmm. the best program in the states. Um, Santa Cruz, also in California, mm-hmm. a great program. The let or where else? Rice University. I'm mm-hmm. applying there. 
I think that is a decent program. Mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. And then some of the lesser programs that I got admitted into, uh, College of Charleston has one, and then Florida Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. And they all have theirs, and it's hard to say which is, like, best and which is better. Yeah. But, yeah, for right now, I think I just have seven schools that I'm applying to. It's a perfect number. I think, for me, it was, uh, I had eight. Nice. And when you look around, I for me, it was hard, because... I looked around and all these other people were talking to, you know how it is, yeah, Oliver and Krish and Garrett and all these people applying to a bunch of schools. Um, and it just, made, it just made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. Mm-hmm. But the reality is like when you know what you want to do, which is what you know, you know what you want to go into, you know the exact program you're looking for, you don't need to apply that to more than seven schools. You know, that's a perfect number what a lot of people recommend is around that range anyways. Yeah. But that's an exciting thing. I think CU would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. Just you would stay in, at home and and they have an, an insane physics program. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, is it more specifically astrophysics? Uh, I think, so they have an astronomy course, but mm-hmm. I also think they have a physics track. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. But one thing I wanted to ask was, um, within the area of astrophysics, I don't know much about it, but it still seems broad. Yeah. So what, what, what do you want to do after astrophysics? Like after you get this major and, and how long do you want to stay in college for? Mm-hmm. And then you get this degree. What, what specifically do you want to be looking at? Cause the universe is a very broad topic yes. already. So now you could be like, some of these questions we've asked, maybe you're looking specifically at those mm-hmm. or something even smaller than that. So maybe you're just looking at um, the, the God, so many terms you threw out, the disc thing. Accretion disc? Yeah. So maybe you look specifically at that and then you throw another variable in there like only the smallest black holes you're looking at, their secretion disc or whatever. And yeah. so what do you, so what do you want to do? Basically, within that area of astrophysics. Yeah, so I think I'll figure that. I hope to figure that out during as you're my, studying. Yeah, that would I'm make studying. sense. But I I hope to get my PhD eventually mm-hmm. in astrophysics. Is that eight years? <sighs> well, it's four years of undergraduate, and then I think four to six of graduate okay. school. Yeah. Um, so there I would mostly be researching. And, you know, writing papers, working with a team, yeah. requesting time on telescopes to study different things. Yeah. So I don't have a specific thing I want to study yet, but I hope to study something in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of astrophysicists will go into research at universities mm-hmm. where they'll be paid grants to go and study what, like, like what they're interested in. For yeah. example, exoplanets and how they interact with their stars. Or, man, there's just so much. Like, like how? what happens after two neutron stars collide? Do we get all of these heavy elements in our universe? And, like, where do they come from exactly? Or you can have stuff like this comet. Where's it going? What's it doing? I want to learn more about it. What can it be used for? So there's just so many different areas. Yeah. And I think every astrophysicist has their field. And what they're working towards. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go like from stars to, I don't know, water on other planets. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I hope to, I hope to just work in research essentially. I I just want to study space. That's all. That's all I need. All you, all you need to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing because I think you're gonna figure it out, and it's a great plan. A lot of people don't even know what they want to do now. Yeah. So the fact that you've narrowed it down is so helpful. And then, yeah, you have literally eight to ten years to figure out what do I want to specifically look at. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And then also, I don't really know how kind of off topic, but how does uh, undergrad work? Would you stay at the same school for eight years? Like if you attended CU, would it? Probably not. I'd go to a more prestigious or graduate. I'm not saying that. So you'd go like four years to see you, and then where would you try and do that? Um, would you research the next four years? Is that how that works? Yeah. So in graduate school, I think you're mainly doing research. Probably a bit okay. more stu- study, but it's mainly like the application. Of okay. So yeah, you could go to like a, honestly, you could e- probably easily go to a Harvard or a Stanford because you've already, you already have the it's, major. Yeah. Well, it depends on my grades in college. True. Yeah. True. You can't just be failing, but I'd I want to go to Oxford, I think. That'd be really cool. Oxford. Oxford is one of the most prestigious schools when it comes to astrophysics. And where is Oxford? Uh, that's in Cambridge. London. Cambridge where? London. Europe. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Very I mean, interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. But again, be very I, interesting. I'll probably figure this all out as I'm getting closer. Yeah, I mean, so much time to figure it out, man. I was just wondering if you had a, a category in mind, but... Clearly, from all the different stuff you can study, it's pretty hard to know yeah. from this point what mm-hmm. you want to do because you just mentioned, like, a bunch of different... Yeah. Just, there's, like, infinite different things you could look at within that area sure. of just space. Mm-hmm. But what a cool path to take. I think it's just so unique. and Thank you. I'm excited to see where it leads you, you know what I mean? Me too, yeah. Um... I want to do. I kind of want to do more segments in this podcast, but I told you to come with a quote of the day for yeah. our uh, for our quote of the day segment. I think I do this even at school sometimes. I'll just write a quote on the board because why not? So we can do a quick quote of the day segment. What do you got for us? Uh, yeah. So it's probably some bullshit by Einstein, huh? <laughs> Almost Einstein. Um... If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. It will live its whole life believing it is stupid. Yeah, I love that one. But no, this is by Michio Kaku, which is, who's a famous astrophysicist. Okay, perfect. Some people seek meaning in life through personal gain, through personal relationship, or through personal experiences. However, it seems to me that being blessed with the intellect to divine the ultimate secrets of nature gives meaning enough to life. How do you break that down? Basically, it's just saying that, you know, we can go for these new Gucci... Gucci uh, purses. Gucci bucket hats. We can go for these new Nike shoes. Yeah. But what gives meaning to life is that we're able to find the nature of our universe. We're able to wonder. We're able to ask questions. Yeah. And we're able to answer those questions. I think that's absolutely a great... It's a great idea. And I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think... It's... Uh, it's we just live in such a consumerist place especially in the united states is frustrating because everyone is always looking to buy the new thing yeah and there's just been so many like one person that really encouraged curiosity for me was mark rober yeah and mark rober is a great he's a youtuber for the people that don't know and he makes videos about science and he used to work for nasa but 
I remember during COVID, I would watch his live, his live episodes about physics. Or it might not even have been about physics, but science in general. And Probably it would be like but physics and engineering. Go it would be it, like yeah. one of them that I remember is why is the sky blue? Okay. And so it's simple questions that like that, and he would just do a live stream, and it would be very interactive about why is the sky blue, and he's using all these models to explain it, and these are like little, not little, but younger kids watching, and at this point I'm in like eighth grade, so I mean, and every every time he would end this live stream or video, he would you know, end with like, keep asking questions and keep being curious because I completely agree. I think that's what actually drives meaning. And we might not be, we're never going to have all the answers, but we can at least try. And that's what you're saying is what gives you meaning and what gives meaning to just living in general. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a great, great quote, actually. Thank you. Mind if we switch gears to your grant? Yeah, we can switch. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, Polar Express. I yes. mean, off the rip. Oh, my like, gosh, on, Grant. Man. Did I admit no. I said the right answer? That's, that's exactly what I would say. Okay, that's the good. Polar Express. That's good. I think there's no other movie that gives wonder and joy to Christmas. It really is. like Polar It's Express. iconic, yeah. man. A lot of people complain about the animation. I'm like, sure. But honestly, get Okay, it. but yeah, but also, when did that come out? You know what I mean? That yeah. came out so long ago. You're going to shit on the animation? Mm-hmm. It's like... 15 years great. old or something like chill out yeah. yeah and also like at this point it's kind of the idea of like the imperfection is what makes it great you want the if the animation was like spot on at this point i think it would make the movie worse because it's not it's not its own anymore it's yeah. it's not um it's a great point yeah you need the imperfect stuff to make it great the flaws is what makes it great yeah so people but, talk about you know I obviously that's my favorite movie. I th- I feel like I've just been, I haven't been on it, man. Yeah. I don't know that I've watched the Polar Express since I've entered high school. Really, and that's a violation, and I apologize, and I will be watching it this Christmas. Nice. Every um, Christmas Eve, my family watches it. Well, that's a great and amazing tradition. Yeah. I think, yeah, my family used to do that. I think, yeah, as you get older, it's it's easy to lose that Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. This year, it's like something about being a senior has kind of brought it back. Like, all right, I, we gotta, we gotta lock in. We gotta it's really feel it this time because this is my last time having it in this setting. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, you know what? On Christmas Eve, just know I'll be doing the same thing. Nice. With my family. It's a great movie. All right. Well, yeah. So, Polar Express. I obviously I could have t- taken more time to think about it, but no need. There ain't really anything else. Like, Home Alone's great, mm-hmm. but the Polar Express is, like, captures the magic of the holiday, yeah. and Home Alone and all those other ones are kind of more, like, funny, mm-hmm. and it's like, look, we're not trying to laugh. We're trying to believe here, yeah, and you... That's a great point. So, like, The Grinch... Where do you rank The Grinch? It's a good movie. Well, my sisters watched the animated one. Yeah. Uh, about 10 times this holiday season. Oh, so, so it's grown old. It's grown old, yeah. Can I can I give a hot take real quick? You can give as many hot takes as you want. I think that Elf, the Christmas movie... Yeah, is it overrated. is it bad? Overrated. I think it's okay. overrated. I think people go around saying, it's the best Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, low-key, like, not a good take. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. I think it's very funny. It's, I think it's good. Again, not a Christmas Eve movie. Yeah. If we're talking about... Okay, so like... How I would categorize is you're going to say, what's your Christ- favorite Christmas movie? This movie that 
you answer needs to be something that you would actually watch on Christmas Eve. Mm. Elf on Christmas Eve just doesn't seem like the vibes. Yeah. I think it's definitely like... It's like a mid-December type of watch. It's funny, and it's got its moments with Christmas magic, but I don't know. I think that people always talk about it, and I'm like, I really don't see the appeal. Yeah, I I don't see how it's great. But also, I mean, one of the best scenes of all time, not all time, but like an iconic scene from that movie, Bye, buddy! That that scene is which scene with the narwhal? Yes, got it. The narwhal might be like the cutest animated. Like that scene is just iconic, <laughs> man. I was gonna say the snowball fight where he's absolutely launching. He's, he's just oh my gosh, yes, over and over again. yes. That scene's actually really fun too. Yeah, yeah. What happened to snowball fights, man? I think, That's what I'm saying school, is like they just beat all the fun out of us. You know, anything we literally. Wanna, Anything we want to do. We don't do any of that stuff anymore, man. Build a snow. There's no man. more. Yeah, there's no more snow. There's forts. no more snow, Grant. There's just there's the no. I mean, yeah, we're killing the earth here, man. All all we have is the Polar Express. We don't got no more snow forts. We don't have no. snowball fights. We don't have snow in general because the earth's heating up. It's tragic. But even like this December, like it's got it's, it's pretty warm today. I'd say it's around fifties. Yeah. But we keep we keep saying the same shit, man. It's like, oh, this year's warmer than normal. I wonder why, buddy. Yeah. It's gonna be nor- It's gonna be warmer each year. I get that. It's, Actually, it's, that's not true because it's, global warming it's, also creates more storms. But it's climate change. But like, yeah. So yeah, it gets colder where it's cold and warmer where it's warm. But it's just, I don't know. This year, I don't. I walk around and I'm like, am I still in November here? Yeah. What's going on? But, I mean, yes, I, I told my, but I did tell my family this, like, I don't want it to snow until, I'm fine with it snowing on the 24th and 25th, but I'm not a fan of snow in general, so okay. I can't say that I really miss it, but then you talk about, like, okay, I do want to have a snowball fight, that, yeah. I do miss that part of it. Going sledding on that hill. Exactly, sledding, I think... Nah, we still sled. Yeah. You still sled? I still sled. Okay, that's good. Like, we didn't lose that, at least. So, but we just need some snow. You're right. You know what? I'm okay. If it snows now at this point, it needs to snow. Okay. I'm with that. But yeah, I think we have lost a lot of, like, I don't understand, like, as you grow up, you know, obviously you lose your childhood and you lose those, that excitement for certain things. But sometimes, like, in school, when I'm making a joke or something, I just want to be like I just want to be like a kid forever, and I feel like people will judge you if you kind of act like a kid, even as an adult. But like I think that's just the best part. That's like the best time in your life, in my opinion, is being a kid. Mm-hmm. So I think keeping that some part of that is still important. Like I guess. Even, like, the adults that take their kids sledding, they're still, to some extent, being a kid in that moment, yeah. like, watching their kids go sledding. But I want to be the dude that's like, I'm going to I'm gonna go sledding as a 40-year-old man. I'm going to dust those that kids, man. Yeah. I'm going to dust those kids. Get, like, the newest sled because you have adult money to do it. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, absolutely shred Just them. absolutely kill them, If the man. kids get in the way, you know. Not my problem. Yeah. You, you chose to be on this mm-hmm. hill. Yeah. And that's that's actually the great thing is you have an adult's understanding of it now, so you yeah. can make even more light of it. But yeah, I think for example, you and me would have a different take on this because it's like if it's snowing and I asked you, do you want to have a snowball fight? I trust in my heart that you would say yes, and I think would. that you would say yes. Yeah. 
But then if I talk to other people and even people that I would consider myself close with, I'm, I'm probably guessing they say no mm. for whatever reason. Oh, I, I have work, which is like, oh yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Or, or like I can't, I'm playing a video game or something like that. And I, I low key would also say that at certain times I can't cause I'm playing Fortnite. but yeah. Oh wait, can I talk about something real quick? Yeah. I think one of the prime moments of my Christmas career, yeah, these Christmas years, career was Fortnite season eight, dude, during Christmas time, dude. Okay, so in that case, like, if you're not sledding because you're playing Fortnite and it's Christmas time, I completely understand then, because you're right. The, that's I iconic. The prime moment was when it was you know still OG Fortnite, mm-hmm. but you're loading in and you hear that Christmas yes, lobby bro. music and you're switching tabs and. You see the fireplace in the Nutcracker, and you're ready to open your gift for the day. And it's winter break, and you know you have absolutely nothing, nothing to do. Nothing to do. So you can just stay on the game the for all day, day. Playing, you know, throwing that sword around. Oh, seriously, Getting in man. snowmen. I just, I don't remember. There's just such a joy that fills up inside me when I think of that. It really is. I. It's incredible to think about. Like, I, I normally wouldn't talk about video games to, to my family or try it to ever explain it to an adult but when og Fortnite came back i had to like i literally told my parents like this is this is a huge moment like i like this is here for four weeks and it's gone and i explained to them and i've had this realization i mean you can call me a nerd all you want but Fortnite has literally been like my childhood like that is the staple of Mm -hmm. my childhood and so many other kids around me millions of kids that grew up with this game yeah. Everyone in the class of 2024, 2023, 2025, like within that range, Fortnite is a staple game, bro. Yes, like when it came back, when the OG Fortnite came back, and you see how many millions of people will come back to the game mm-hmm. just because, and these are like, these kids have grown up and they're still coming back to the game, and I never stopped playing the game. And then you talk about one of the most iconic moments in your entire childhood was playing that game. Like, bro, it actually has, it actually means so much. The game yeah. is, like, so much of my childhood. I think it's and arguably one it's of the nostalgia. best of all time. It's, yeah, absolutely, easily, hands yeah. down. And then you also think about, like, it's crazy. The other day, I was playing with a friend, and we were we were messing around. We were throwing snowballs. We were throwing snowmen. Yeah. We threw, like, 70, 80 snowmen on the map, and we just hid in one of them. And nice. so it was just a cluster of snowmen. Yeah. We were memeing out, right? And these other two people came in the middle of the game, and they started doing it with us, right? Nice. And this is like, this is classic Fortnite, yeah. when you meet people that just want to have fun instead of trying to kill each other all the time. And so these people, we get a friend request from them. The game, once they, we saw them die, we died, and then we get a friend request from them. And we end up playing with them for like the next three hours. And the, there's these two random girls. One was from Chicago, and one was from Arizona. That's and awesome. we we just we're like we're friends now. We had literally made a group chat and everything, <laughs> and it's like that. This game brings people together. Yeah, and that's the that's the main point I wanted to talk about is this game has literally brought me closer to people that I wouldn't normally talk with. Like, yeah, there's a couple of people I could mention, but for the sake of not dropping names all the time, I won't say their names. But like certain people at school that I don't normally talk with. You can just literally be like, hey, hop on the game. Yeah. And then you're on the game, and it, you just feel that sense of connection with them, mm-hmm. even though you're not necessarily in person. It's like, I am hanging out with this person right now, sure. and I'm enjoying it. 
and I wouldn't have talked to them. I wouldn't have done something with them otherwise. Yeah. So the game is literally a connection. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. No, I, I love it. I feel the same way. It's, it's iconic, man, and I love it so much. Yeah, I, and I wish it would go back to the way it was, for agreed. sure. But yeah. that's kind of um, such is life. We wish we could go back to plenty of other times. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back to elementary school yeah. where there wasn't a care in the world. Where <coughs> Christmas parties, we would decorate cookies. and The swagger Christmas parties? Yeah. You want to talk about that, dude? Oh, my gosh. I don't really remember like all that well. But I mean, it wasn't like – I guess I don't really remember either, but it was like being with your class yeah. and you had all the treats and – the parents are there and your teacher is there and it's just you don't even have to school is already easy but now you don't even have to worry about it for the day yeah like that swag those swagger parties were like that's when you want to go to school you know yeah like yeah exactly you really that's like one of the only times you actually look forward to going to school because it's a little party you know yeah. through mini parties valentine's day thanksgiving all these different times and i think we actually did have a christmas meal as well yeah, the, I know for Thanksgiving they did it, uh-huh. but I'm not sure. I feel like for Christmas they also we went in the lunchroom and then we would we would have food, but I'm not completely sure about that one. But yeah, I remember we watching Christmas movies in class with everybody. Yeah. Okay, so you remember that? I don't remember that, but that's amazing. We watched um in Mr. Kimmel's class. Oh, Mr. Kimmel, man. I didn't even. I don't My dad know. was talking about Mr. Kimmel the other day, how he decided not to teach us math. Mr. Kimmel didn't. Teach yeah, us math? he he literally skipped the math unit. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Dude, he literally was like, "I'm not like I'm not going to teach math." I Who taught think. us math then? We, we didn't did. get taught math that year. Oh, wow. And low key, that like put me behind in terms of math. Like seriously. Okay, well now if I fail a test, I'm going to say Mr. Kimmel. Mr. Kimmel's fault. Yeah. No, my parents remember it. My parents remember it vaguely that he didn't yeah. teach us math. He just decided he wasn't going to. You know. I don't remember why. He seems like he'd be good at teaching math, but... Yeah, who knows. Is there anything else you'd like to cover? Hmm. It's going to snow on Christmas, right? I don't know. Should we check? Yeah. I think my dad said it is. I would love it for it to snow Yeah, like, is it... Is it, um... Is it a must-have? Like, is snow a must-have on Christmas? I think so. I think, I think so, so, too. I think Christmas Eve, too. Yeah, 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 for sure. If it, it needs to be snowing like at midnight, you know, yeah. it needs to be starting right. beforehand and ending after the morning. I'm not seeing a lot of snow. I'm That's seeing it dip down good. in temperature, which is not yeah like a bad sign. But yeah, I'm not. I'm seeing it being 34 on Sunday, 35 on Monday. No okay. snow though. Yeah, when no you're up, snow when you're like when I was in bed Christmas Eve, and I can't fall asleep, you know. I th- I would stare out the window at the mm-hmm. falling snow. Yeah, and be like, "This is Christmas." Yeah, this is this is this is life. Like yeah. this is it right here. This is the part. This is I the best part. I don't need anything else other than snow out my window and some presents under the tree. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a great time it's a of magical year. Magical time of year. It really is. Yeah. But um, yeah. What is like? What does your Christmas day usually look like? Give us the rundown. Because uh, it can be short. Yeah, it can be very short. So, my sister is insistent. We wake up before 6 a.m. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. I have wanted to sleep in probably the past three years till about 10. I'm okay prolonging the day as long as I get some good rest. Because, um, you know, I'm up late, and I just can't fall asleep because I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get up before the sun is up. Okay. And That's wild. our tradition we do is 
Um, so I'm in the basement in my house mm-hmm. and my siblings are on the top. Mm-hmm. So we used to do it when all three of us were up there is we would all come out of our rooms and close our eyes. And then one of our parents would be downstairs filming all of us mm-hmm. and our reaction to the Christmas tree. And the other one would be leading us down. And so we all open our eyes and we're like, whoa. And at first it was genuine. You know, I didn't have to put on. These days I kind of have to go, wow, look at all the presents. Mm-hmm. Which I, I miss that, you know, being looking at yeah. the tree and I was like, wow. That's yeah. this amount of presents waiting for us. It's, it's really magical. Um, so yeah, every year we go and we do that whole tradition where all three of us these days, I have to run upstairs and run past the presents to join my siblings. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we always go stockings first. You have to go stockings. You have to, have to go stockings first. In my household. <coughs> Sometimes my siblings don't like that because they're like, give me the big gifts now. But nah, I'm, but... I'm like, give me the toothbrushes. Give me the little Twix. Give me the little knickknacks, yeah. you know? I like I those more. I Mexican Coca-Colas on Christmas, too. Mm. I love that. They're not always refrigerated because sometimes my mom will forget. So mm-hmm. we have to put them in the fridge and... Mm-hmm. For later, but that's great. Yeah, sometimes in the morning I'll pop open a Mexican Coke and it's not even six thirty. Man, sometimes the that's crazy. I mean, that's ideal. Yeah. Sometimes them stocking stuffers might oh, might top absolutely some of those gifts. Yeah. Most of those gifts sometimes. Whoever invented stockings is genius. Yeah, that that those are low key. I just it's not complete without stockings, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep going. So stockings, and then we have to go one at a time. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. it's painful. Honestly, some of my you have a big family. We have a big family, three siblings. So it's, you know, my mom and dad. They won't take turns. It'll just be us three because we're yep. so excited and we can't wait. So, typically, my sister will go first because she just can't wait. I've grown patience over the years, so it's a bit easier now. Yeah, but yeah, it's us just sitting there watching the other sibling open their present and be like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Right when you don't have any interest in it at all, yeah, and we're like, just. Just throw the wrapping paper in the trash so bag I can and let's go. So I can get to my turn. Yeah. Um, so then we go one by one. My dad has the trash bag open. He's collecting wrapping as we go. Um, and typically what we try and do is we try and save the big presents for later. Absolutely. So we'll go along. Sometimes we accidentally open them and, you know, and we're, we're surprised because it's a, it's a big present. It's what we wanted. So, yeah, we'll go along opening little trinkets from our mom and our dads and our siblings, and we all know what each other got for us mm-hmm. at this point. It used mm-hmm. to be we like go to Target and we would hide presents from our siblings, mm-hmm. and we're like, "You can't see this is our Christmas gift to you." Um, but these days, it's like, "Hey, what do you want? Let me buy it for yeah. you. Let me wrap it for you. Yeah. We don't get it till Christmas." Yeah. Um, I think this year my sister got me a license plate that says Riz on it. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I think Yo, I that is about it. That's um, fucking sick, man. That's that's a top tier gift right there yeah so then uh we typically have the grandparents come over Mm -hmm. uh after that and then we'll spend christmas dinner with them this year uh we are going to my mom's for christmas morning and then my dad's for evening Mm -hmm. we don't do christmas two christmases we do one christmas which is really nice uh and then we'll do christmas dinner and yeah I think that's about it. So what are you doing in the time between? Because you're waking up at 6 a.m. too. I remember one year, uh, me and my brother, when we didn't have downtime, we just both got Nintendo Switches. And so we load up the Switch and we're like, okay, four nights free. Let's hop on right now. Yeah. And our first duo game, we get a dub. That's sick, on man. Switch. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, whenever we have downtime, we're playing with our presents. You know, we're, I got a VR headset one year and I played with that for mm-hmm. most of the day. So you use your gifts. I yeah. mean... I use my gifts Classic. on Christmas Day. 
Yeah. Um, if not, we're, you know, helping our parents prep for the... Make dinner. Meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It sounds like a great time. It is a great time. It's oh, pretty it's similar in my experience yeah. with it. You want to run down yours? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I sleep in. Yeah. Off the rip, great time. I'm sleeping in. Usually, I'm the latest sleeper, so they wake me up, yeah. which is fine if it's like 9.30 or whatever. 9.30. Yeah, 9.30. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, oh, you, you know, one thing that we do differently, but we, first of all, I don't want to be like, so they still film your reactions. Yeah. Why? It shouldn't be about filming. Like, you're not. Yeah, I've always. You're not going to look back on those videos that often. I think you just need to, like, straight up just enjoy it. Yeah. You know? For the past few years, I've been like, Mom, just put the phone down. Let's just enjoy it. Yeah, like, the social media and everything, like, now everyone has a camera. Yeah. The, especially for this holiday, it's definitely one of those where it's like, we don't need the phones for this. But, um. So they come wake me up, and then we kind of all just meet downstairs. My mom and dad already have coffee and everything because they're early wake-up people. Um, and then we go right into the stockings. Usually what I do is I have – you have your advent calendar? No. You don't have one? No. I oh, made one man. for Sienna, but I didn't get one this year. Oh, those are – I have two. We have two. One, oh, one well, for our family, one for Yeah, from... we have one for our family. But it's more like how many days until Christmas, and everyone switches out who moves how many days. Okay, but yeah. we, no, I'm talking about like we have chocolates in yeah, ours. but I don't have that. I have I another one that my grandpa gets me, but I never eat. I never eat – this, this could be tragic. Like this – some people may not like this, but I don't eat any of the chocolates until Christmas Day. I love that, actually. And then I eat all 25. Yeah. In the span of opening those gifts, right? I think so, I tried that one year. I had an event calendar. I made it to about day six before I ate all my chocolates. That's what I'm saying. But I love that. Because it's, it's kind of a lot of work yeah. to go in the morning and open that. But then open you have up. another present for you on Christmas Day. That's what I'm saying. Chocolates. It's just an extra thing. Like, yeah. you don't need food at that point. That is your fuel. So, yeah, you have... And it's al- almost a double advent because I have chocolates up there that are uneaten from the family one. So you've nice. got two. Yeah. Probably more like 30 chocolates. It's a lot of chocolate. So, yeah, I mean, we're munching on those as we open the stockings. My parents got coffee, and uh, we go through the motions like you said. We do stockings, and then I always go – I always go I, – I sort the presents every time. Sort them? I sort them. So, I, I – no, so, like, I pick them out by name. So, okay. then I, I make everyone's pile. Like, oh, this is yours. This is your pile, Mom. You've That's got nice. this many. you got this one, many, Kate, and then I – so everyone has their pile. Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. I always go small to large. Okay. Um, and I talked about it. The smaller the gift does not mean it's less valuable. Yeah, I mean, you could course. put a diamond ring in a small box, and it's going to be 20 times more than the Lego set that's a giant box. I don't know. But Lego I always go small to, small to, yeah. to large. I don't think I could sort presents. I like digging around under the tree, you know, mm. moving presents out of the way, and you're like, that's one for my siblings. Oh, that's another one for my sister. Oh, that's so you just leave it sister. there? Yeah, we just all leave it there. And then so what? Each kid like crawls under the tree yeah. and gets it? Oh, that's cool too. But I personally, this I organize nice them. Though. And then we go in order. And by, we make sure that, you know, my mom and dad periodically open them yeah. so that they're like on par. So everyone right. will finish with one left. Yeah. Um, and I always go small to large. And then uh, we got jazz music on the TV playing. I love that. So that's a good part about it. And then after we're done opening, we have probably my one of my favorite traditions is my mom makes us crepes. 
That's awesome. So we run some crepes. I I pile up the Nutella. It's basically like a diabetes pancake, but <laughs> I, I literally use, <coughs> kid you not, quarter jar of Nutella I, mm, with a bunch of whipped cream, and you're just eating it. Oh, and then, so you know, one thing I do that's like, I don't know, this could go back to like, oh, you don't need your phone. I take a picture of all the gifts I got. I put, put, put make them in a little pile, I like that. and I put them on the stairs, and I take a picture every year. So I can go back and tell you what I got three, four years ago. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. But yeah, it's it's kind of iconic because then it's like, what did I ask for that year? How, what did I want? I like the, I like the, the picture though. I think. It's, yeah, the it's picture's nice. quick yeah, too. Quick. It's like, we're not, we're not like live streaming our Christmas yeah. or anything. It's like, it's just a quick one. How could I do this? So if I go to, I don't, hmm. like how could I find it by date? That's kind of a, oh, you know what? I think I know how to do that. You have to go to, um, if you go to albums, <sighs> slowly but surely, guys, I'm going to get there. Okay, so let's go back to December of 2022. That's going to work. Mm, July. Oh, my God. Last Christmas was the best Christmas I've ever had in my entire life, dude. Wow. Um, last, yeah, it was insane because what we did is towards the nighttime dinner is 50, 50. It's not always guaranteed that we're going to have a family dinner okay. with like the grandparents and everything. Yeah. So what ended up happening is, you know, midway through the day, my dad's like, do you want to go to the Nuggets game on Christmas? And I was like, bro, that is iconic. Awesome. Like, yes. And our seats were like we were like 15 rows back, so very good seats right behind the basket. And towards the end of the game, probably the most memorable play I will ever see in my entire life happens. And one of the players gets the dunk of the year. So this dunk that he had ended up winning the entire over the entire year. He won the award for the best dunk. And it was on Christmas Day. That's awesome. And, you know, all the Jumbotron people have – everyone's in Santa yeah. Santa outfits and everything, suits and everything. So it was just a great, great, great time. It was a great addition to the holiday. So that was amazing. That's um, awesome. And that made it ten times better. On Christmas so Day, you said? It was on Christmas Day, yeah. And we won the game and everything. So that, that – sorry, that's it right yeah. there. That poster yeah. is the dunk of the year on Christmas Day. And you can kind of tell – no, you can't really tell. I think there's someone in that picture that has like a Santa hat on. I can on, see but... the Christmas decorations. I can also see people. Going okay, December 25th. So I have pictures. Where's the gifts of that day? Um, oh, here we go. All right. So last year, here's what we're looking at on the stairs. Nice. So, you guys, do you guys wrap presents? Yeah. Oh, that was just them all. This is unwrapped. unwrapped. Okay. You, you put them all unwrapped, you take the flicks. So. I We're looking at everything that I'm using right now for this podcast is what I got last year. And then Star Wars Lego set, that's in my room. Nice. A um, couple bars of soap there, some stocking stuffers. Do you guys get cards? Cards. Um, from family? Yeah, for sure. And you Our, put those on the tree? Yes, exactly. We do too. Yes, Classic. So the cards, you line those up. Those usually have a little bit of shmoney. Yep. Um, pull a little Thomas So that one was simple. Oh, a little battery pack for, for your phone. So you, That's what you got? 
plug the that was a stocking stuffer yeah oh, so yeah. i haven't used it enough but you plug it you charge the battery and then you can use it wherever that's, you want in the airport wherever yeah um a so little like bit of cash there and that's it what is this thing that's the mixer it, it makes it so it we can combine clean. the audio oh okay yeah cool that's a nice christmas yeah and that was last it. year i think last year i got climbing stuff climbing stuff. <coughs> so like shoes uh that's harness. dope yeah so my have christmas you used either, it yeah i go climbing all the time that's awesome um my christmas is either based on my hobbies mm-hmm. or like one big thing so one year i did dungeons and dragons okay for christmas and that's a big thing uh no that's that's like a, a, a hobby. hobby so i got a bunch okay. of okay oh, perfect yeah but i don't do it anymore that was an interesting christmas um but yeah it'll be like the newest well not the newest game console the last game console i got was a switch Mm -hmm. but yeah sometimes like the ipad that's a big gift instead of the hobbies this year it's the big gift yeah going big or going home Mm -hmm. well is there anything else hudson i don't know so uh, let me tell you when i was on vacation oh yeah where were you by the way i was in mexico oh nice yeah when i was on vacation and i was really struggling to sleep i was up in the middle of the night and i was like i'm really looking forward to this podcast because it's not only someone that I want to get closer with, but it's like, it'll just be entertaining and fun. And I'm, Thank you, Greg. it makes me very excited. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And it's good vibes with the excited. Christmas season. I'll be honest. Uh, when I heard, I was listening to your podcast at work. And when I heard it, I was like, I got to get on this podcast. Oh yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's awesome. And yeah, it's it made me really excited. I was like, I'm looking forward. I like, I was looking like three, four days in advance. I was like, I just want to, I was looking forward to this moment where we podcasted. So been a great episode it has been a great episode thank you for coming on yeah. merry christmas everybody merry christmas to everyone listening that wraps up another episode of granted um do you want to drop the socials buddy anything the you want to shout out uh instagram little sweet 43 my roblox username oh yeah uh all my socials i think are little sweet 43 but yeah i have about two posts on there right on active uh on reels just about every day right but yeah <laughs> All right, well, that does it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Granted. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.